blessings Bethel. I welcome you to another time in God's presence. God bless you. Thank you for always connecting. Thank you for always tuning into the move of God. Lord Jesus, we just bless your name, O oh God. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, Lord, to reach out to people. Lord, I bless your holy name, O oh God. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit, for your love. Amen. What I have for us today, I titled The Fourth Dimension. It's a compression of the teaching of what the fourth dimension is. I had to compress it because um, the fourth dimension, there's a lot to it. And uh, when you're communicating certain types of truth to God's people, you need to be sure that the audience understands what you are trying to communicate to them. Because many of our teachings are done mainly on audio, and then we cannot do a diagrammatical illustration of some of these things that we teach. Sometimes you need to be very careful and cautious of what you put out there so that you don't leave people into error. So thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love. I bless your name. Holy Spirit, take control, Lord, as we teach. Let this teaching, Lord, bring light to your people in Jesus' name. Amen. The fourth dimension. The fourth dimension. Bethel, it is God's desire that his children begin to view life from the lens of the Spirit. That we take our positions from his realm and begin to control things on this side. It is not far-fetched that a three-dimensional world that we call Earth is governed by what we don't see. I'm sure we know that already. Even from a three-dimensional focal point, people can still capture the reality of things that are not seen. People keep looking, yet they don't see. People keep looking, yet they don't see. This doesn't shut out the fact that there is an unseen realm. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 I, I like to use the Berean Standard Bible version here to explain the scripture. It says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. For what we for what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. 
how do you take your eyes from what is seen and focus those eyes on what is unseen the reason you cannot see the things unseen is because the eyes can't see them how do you focus your eyes on the things eternal i have highlighted many times in my teachings that earth and everything in it was made of a reality that we cannot perceive with our natural eyes so there is a dimension that is so real that it could even form our own earth our own reality but yet as real as that dimension is just a few people are really able to as real as that dimension the eternal dimension is just a few people are really able to make a tangible christian based experience out of that dimension daily the scripture we just read said we should fix our eyes on the things not seen so this implies that we should constantly have an experience with this dimension unseen every day what is the fourth dimension what does any of this mean how does it apply to my faith how does any of this benefit me these are more, some these are some of the questions some people are probably asking themselves second corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 it says in whom the god of this world had blinded their minds or blinded the minds of them which believed not lest the light of the glorious gospel of christ who is the image of god should shine on them another scripture matthew 13 14 and in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith by hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand and seeing ye shall see and shall not perceive for this people's hearts is waxed gross and their ears dull of hearing and their eyes have closed it was jesus speaking here in fact i realized from scripture that when he came to sight there was no blind person jesus didn't heal all the people who were blind in the scripture jesus christ encountering them healed all of them i want to take us down history lane or memory lane let's look at adam now as a case study adam was made from dust and given the work of god the breath of god adam was not a soulish being adam was not a soulish being but adam was more of a spirit being so the arrangement of adam is dust adam perfect hierarchy or his perfect construct was the spirit first the soul and then followed by the body that was the arrangement of who adam was when he was in the unfalling state in the garden the moment adam fell the organization changed immediately and then what you now have is the body of adam first the soul then followed 
and then you now have the spirit. Adam became a man of pleasures and of a soulish desire more than seeking to fulfill the will of the spirit because he had fallen and then the spirit was not the one in charge anymore. His own pleasures, the body are taking over and his own soulish desires already conquered his self. So Adam became a man of pleasures, seeking only to fulfill the desires of the body and the soul, rather than seeking to please the will of God. Still talking about the subject of being able to see, we only use Adam as a case study so we understand some things. Light is only useful when you can see. Even if you light up a room with the best lights in the world, you know, you put a blind man in front of the sun. If that light can't go through his eye, through his eyeballs or through his lenses, he wouldn't see. So a blind man doesn't have the faculties to see, regardless of the amount of lights around him. Light is only useful when you can see. So according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, that scripture we just read down. Because these people, speaking of the human race, have been blinded, the light available to them became of no use. So you see in Genesis chapter 3, verse 7, where the Bible says, And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. My question here is, were they blind before? Genesis chapter 3, verse 7 was referring to Adam and Eve. The Bible says that they ate the fruit and their eyes were opened. Were they blind before their eyes opened? What's the Bible really referring to as their eyes being opened here? Let me try to answer the question. When they fell, a veil was actually placed upon their spiritual eyes. And then their soulish minds opened. The Bible says that they knew good and evil. They had the knowledge of good and evil. It wasn't their spirit that was open. It was their soul. There were faculties in their souls that were short. There were desires in their souls that was that was short. But the moment they fell, that opened. Their eyes opened in the soul. And a veil was placed upon the spiritual eyes. And that's the veil that Jesus came to tear. You see that when Jesus Christ died on the cross, the veil covering the holies of holies, it was rent in the middle. That was the veil. Jesus Christ came to tear that veil so that spiritual eyes were open for those who are ready to receive of him. The same, the same scenario was painted with Moses. When Moses had a veil covering the glory so that people would not see the glory that lie behind the veil. It actually depicts the fall of man. It depicts the fall of man and the hindrance to the full sight of the glory dimensions of God. So to explain the fourth dimension, I need to do some basics here so that you would understand going forward from here. What I try to do from the beginning of this teaching was to just lay a foundation. Now, I want to try to explain what the fourth dimension is. So please just follow me closely. So I want us to maybe take a piece of paper out and a pen because you will need 
to probably have this uh, schematic diagram help you understand what i'm trying to communicate to us here so what i want us to do now is to draw a dot just put a dot on a sheet of paper or call it a point you could name that point point a and then i want you to draw that same point you made about five centimeters away from that first point you know so you're going to make two points you could name one point a and point b I hope we've done that the next thing i want us to do now is to connect the two points together so you're connecting point a to point b with a straight line now what you have done is called a one-dimensional image that's a one-dimensional image a line the dot you made didn't make any sense but the moment you connected two dots together it made sense you drew a line now i need you to draw another straight line under the first one you drew initially so you are going to draw another line another point a to point b underneath the first line you drew and then connect the lines with extra lines because if you draw another line underneath the first line you made there will be some space in between so you are going to connect the lines together so you're going to have four lines on that same piece of paper now instead of two lines you have four lines you're connecting the length and the breadth so when you do that you should have a square or rectangle depending on how long that line you drew was so what you just drew now is a two-dimensional image we're still going to go ahead so now draw an exact square like the one you just drew now or a triangle or a rectangle rather draw a square or a rectangle beside the square you had on the paper and then connect the two squares together with lines with one-dimensional lines connect it you should have a cube or a cuboid as the case may be now what you drew there is a three-dimensional line or a three-dimensional image rather now we're moving forward draw another cube because you should have a cube on your paper now and try to connect the cube to the existing one all of a sudden look at how complex this diagram has become the diagram has become very complex some people might not even be able to draw to connect the two cubes together in such a way where the lines will make sense now i want us to understand that we exist in a three-dimensional world remember the cube you drew that's how we see our earth everything we see everything we relate with we do that on a three-dimensional plane so a line makes sense to you a circle makes sense to you a square makes sense to you a cube will make sense to you because they are three-dimensional or two-dimensional or one-dimensional now with the little experiments we did you are able to understand what the three-dimensional the two-dimensional and the one-dimensional images look like so the way existence relates with each other is 
this the two-dimensional plane controls the first dimension that is the square controls the line the three-dimensional plane controls the second dimension that is the cube will control the square and the fourth dimensional plane is the remember the complex diagram you try to draw the two cubes you try to put together that controls the cube now this is the most literal or the easiest way to explain these things these things are way deeper than what we what i try to just uh help us understand here so we can easily see two dimension and one dimensional images because we relate with it from a more superior dimension we relate with these lesser dimensions from a three-dimensional plane the spirit realm is a more superior dimension than others the sup- let me say that again the spirit realm is a more superior dimension than ours let me put it this way that the spirit realm is a more superior dimension than ours that is why we cannot see it with our three-dimensional view or our three-dimensional eyes the spirit realm lies in the fourth the spirit realm lies in the fourth dimension to infinity the spirit realm lies in the fourth dimension to infinity one limitation with our third dimension is time and distance for you to travel from one point point a to point b you must travel through distance and time and that limitation only exists in the three-dimensional plane in the fourth dimensional plane there is no distance or time that is why a spirit can appear here and in the next moment that same spirit is in the us or uk in fact because our physical senses only perceive things from a three-dimensional view science has not been able to come up with a four-dimensional image that man can view and say oh this is a 4d image They've only tried to sketch things to make you understand a four-dimensional image in a 3D image. Your computer screen or your phone, for example, is is a 3D model. So it cannot even display a 4D image for you to view. Now you can see how much the spirit realm has an advantage over the physical realm. Do you know that in the four-dimensional world, spirits don't speak? by moving their mouths i'm telling you i'm telling you this not based on just the knowledge i learned somewhere but knowledge that i know myself that when you encounter spirits they don't even speak with their with their lips because in their own dimension speaking with your lips is slow it's too slow for their dimension so to capture <laughs> to capture their reality in such a way where you can communicate in that realm you need to be in that zone where you can also know in their dimension you just know things you can hear thoughts in fact the way they speak is 
you know what your person you know what the person in front of you is trying to say to you and by the time you want to reply that person knows what you're about to say the moment you think of something in that realm you just see it appear i've i, I know that sometimes when people dream they've seen that when they try to speak their mouths don't move but then they know that they are saying stuff and then can you see the way you appear in one place and disappear and you're in another place in your dream world exactly that's how the four dimensional world is so let's go back to adam again adam fell and then his soulish eyes opened and a veil came over his spiritual eyes and adam all of a sudden lost the capacity to see into the realm of the spirit haven't you wondered why or haven't you wondered what yoga and all of these meditations that people do you know tend to achieve they focus their minds they focus their minds so much that they're able to shut the window of their minds now they're able to shut the sight of their mind they've given it all kinds of name they call some people call it tantra some people call it chi some people whatever they call it but they've been able to shut their minds the aim is to shut the mind they tell you they're trying to steal the mind to quiet the mind so that they can connect to the spirit side of them to a superior energy and then the moment they break into the fourth dimension this way they're able to harness superhuman abilities and do superhuman things like like soul travel like astral body projection and all of those things able to do all those kind of things what do believers what do we believers also do when we meditate on god's word what do we also do as believers when we focus on god's word you focus so much on God's word that you shut your mind. Your spiritual eyes then open. And then you just shout, Haha, I just caught light from God's word. Man of God, do you know that the light that you were able to catch, that light that was able to seep into your spiritual eyes was because your spiritual eyes opened for a moment now just imagine if those eyes were open constantly and then you're consciously able to see into the glory dimensions of god always the bible says set your eyes on things above is a daily debt to the soul that you shut the body and the soul you shut his desires and you open your spiritual eyes through the passage of god's word to see into his glory dimensions how do you think buddhist and all this hinduism and all these occult practices are able to heal people they, they are there are stories of people with terrible illnesses they take them to these people who are able to source or higher superior energies and then they, these people come back with testimonies of healings we know of football players who have gone to india and they came back healed they, they went with 
crazy bone fractures we knew that it would take years to heal but then they went somewhere we don't know where they went they went to visit some monk and then they came back and they are back on the field playing football how do you think they're able to break into these realms from the fourth dimension once you are able to break into that dimension you can correct anything in the third dimension i want us to know also that the fourth dimension is a vast place the spirit realm is a vast place there are all kinds of spirits in the realms of the spirit so because people they break into these dimensions and come back with all kinds of encounters you need to understand that if your encounters are not guided by god's word you have a possibility of encountering a spirit which is not of god in fact we must be able to vet every encounter by the word of god if you come back to your reality and then the encounter you had cannot sit down side by side with god's word you are in danger you are in danger because the devil will not come to you many times as darkness he will come to you as an angel of light so when we seek to enter into the realms of god when we seek to have our spiritual eyes opened and enlightened we must be sure that we are guided by the word of god so a caution is for us a caution for us right now is to route through the word of god is to route through the word of god many of these practices the occult the hinduism and all of those things they don't route through god's word you need to be cautious what route you take into assessing the realms any door that leads you into the fourth dimension that isn't jesus is an error it will plunge you into a great darkness and a lack of peace it will take away your peace it will take away your peace and plunge you into darkness you need to be careful the bible says in john 14 verse 6 jesus answered i am the way and the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me except through me jesus is the only door that leads to the realms of god once you break into that realm and what led you in there was not the word you are in danger because we know many people who broke into those realms the fourth dimension into infinity and came back with some extra biblical biblical practices and then they've made a doctrine out of it i i know so many stories and i don't want to mess with our mind so i will not share them but i know so many stories i even heard one recently a lady was into something you know she thought it was good i i had to really caution her with god's word we need to be very careful we need to be very careful but in being cautious it doesn't mean that we should fear so much that we shut our eyes from the realities that god wants us to see because i started this teaching with saying that god wants his children to see life from the realms of the spirit the bible says no no man after the flesh so it means that if you know something after the flesh you don't know that thing you you know dr dara but if you know dr dara after the flesh alone you don't know me you must know the spirit of things you must know the spirit 
of things. We need to purge ourselves and flood our minds with the word of God and spend quality time in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. This gives it gives us access to a more superior dimension than ours. I said we need to purge ourselves. One way to purge yourself is to see what you listen to, see what you watch with your eyes, your physical eyes now. The Bible says that your eyes is the light of the body. Imagine if that light, that eyes was full of darkness. The Bible says how great the darkness will be. I had to be cautious of the, the social media. You know, I used to take that for granted before until the Holy Spirit did the thorough work on me. I had to shut down many of these social apps just so that I can have my sanity because it gives you sometimes some unsolicited feeds. And you might think that these things are not doing much to you until you see the accumulation of what these things are making out of your mind. So we need to purge ourselves, flood our minds with the word of God, and spend quality time in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. That will give us access to superior dimension dimensions than ours. Give us access to superior dimension than ours. I want to conclude here with saying that God is waiting on us to do so much more than previous generations have done. God is waiting on us. How will God give you the beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit? The prophets did not have the gifts that we have today. The prophets of old, the Bible talks about John, John the Baptist, and the Bible says that we're even greater than him. The Bible says that John the Baptist was the greatest prophet and we are even greater than John the Baptist. So just imagine, God gave us the gifts of the Holy Spirit and there's so much more that God is willing to do with us. But the only thing is that we can limit God with our minds. So do not limit God with your minds. I want you to be open-minded when you're dealing with God. Open your spirit and let your focus be above. Let your focus be above. God bless you. God bless you, Bethel. I pray that the eyes of your spirit be enlightened in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that the eyes of your spirit be enlightened. I pray this prayer one more time, that the eyes of your spirit be enlightened. God bless you. It is well with you, Bethel. Shalom.